Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm your host for this episode, Cameron, and I'm joined by two of my co-hosts, Leonard and Matthew. Leonard, how are you doing today? Irish people are funny. <laughs> I mean, this is an inherent truth. Uh, our Irish listeners, accept who you are. There's at least one of you. <laughs> Statistically, hopefully. Well, Matt, how are you I, going? I am not Irish. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm probably a little bit. Being extremely white. Uh, Matt, how about you? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you guys ever play uh, Blood Omen, like the first one? Legacy oh, of Cain, Blood yeah, Omen? Yeah, Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen. Yeah, the best uh-huh. video game series ever created by mankind. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I could not stop like saying Ve Victus during this movie uh, because <laughs> the vampire feeds the exact way that Cain feeds, um, yeah. just by pulling it out of folk. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, doing good, man, doing good. Um, That's good. Yeah, uh, the year is coming to a close. We're all various levels of sleep deprived and or just generally exhausted. But hey, we got two more episodes. We can pull it out. Right, in, in honor of this being an Irish film that um, probably has a good third of its runtime of people drinking, um, <laughs> I, I have made sure to have, uh, I'm on my fifth beer right now, Oh, and nice. um, yeah. yeah, so so we're in the mood for the report. This is gonna be great. <laughs> I mean, lightweight. Yeah, no, I am. There are light beers. Yeah, D- don't get me wrong, man. <laughs> I've been drinking IPA since twelve thirty this morning. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, Look, I, That's how you start. I'm gonna get some hardcore drinking done next week. People don't take this as an example to follow. But my year's right. basically over, and I don't have much to do after Monday, so I'm going to relax. <laughs> in, 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 in America, we call it chillax. Right, mm. Matt? Yeah. Do we? Totally. Sure. Right, right, Matt? Yeah. Colder oh, over there. Yeah. That's true. Eyebrow mm-hmm. wiggle? Right. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but your yes. web of lies. <laughs> I'll, I'll break mm. so easily. <laughs> but yes, uh, I, I have been house-sitting for the week for my parents. I've, I'm back home. I've returned to where I'm meant to be. And in the vein of that, a movie with that is a very, very obvious piece of subtext. We're going to be talking about The Boys from County Hell, which... Cameron, I have a theory a, on why you picked this film. Very Irish. Pardon? You got a, um, you got a theory. I got a theory on why you picked this film, and it's because they depict Australia as a promised land of opportunity. I wish it was. (laughs) (laughs) Every character can't fucking stop talking about how they're going to Australia and fix their lives by doing so. (laughs) It is not an uncommon thing. Look, part of of our housing crisis is the fact that uh, a lot of people are coming to Australia now that COVID restrictions are lifted, and I don't blame them. Oh, damn. It's nice here. We did okay during the pandemic. But also, I want to buy a house at some point. So stop, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, hey, Cameron, what if I yeah. come to Australia and buy a house just for you and then go back to America? <laughs> I would be charge impressed. you rent as a landlord, a shitty, awful landlord. <laughs> I mean, how shitty and awful are we talking? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's me. So. <laughs> You yeah, know me repairs for, from LA. Don't worry about it. I mean, you've known me for a, uh, over half a decade, so oh God, that, saying that. that's up for you to decide. <laughs> I think you wouldn't I, be the worst landlord I've had. <laughs> hey, you know what? That is the nicest thing that anyone has literally ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, um, <clears throat> but. <laughs> To leave the subject of the housing market, to go into the subject of today's discussion, <laughs> Boys from County Hell, uh, it's an Irish movie by Irish people, presumably mm-hmm. for Irish people to some degree. It is um, very for Irish oh, people. Based on the language that they use, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it was one of the few films where I was just like, I'm listening to this at full volume, and I still mm. need to put the subtitles on because I don't know what anyone is fucking saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like look, I, I live I, in a border area between mm-hmm. uh you know uh the United States and and Canada specifically French Canada. Yeah. So there is a lot of times where you're around people who slip into a patois that <laughs> is just nigh gibberish to yeah. anyone who isn't familiar with it. Um, yeah. Almost every one of my uncles speaks in an English dialect that is indiscernible from anything else you've ever heard in your life. So, like th- this, this, this movie, uh, like it, it brings that feeling. It's just like they're having a conversation, and I get the gist of it by how pissed off they are, but I don't know exactly <laughs> what they're saying. Um, okay, excellent. I'm I'm the one person who understood all the dialogue. Good to know. Yeah. All right, you're the master key. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, I know Irish exactly. people. I know a bit of Scots. I was able to able to pull my way through this one. Congratulations, Cameron! <laughs> you unlocked the door to Blight Town. Yay! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, one second. I think my cat is throwing up in the hallway. Let me just have a quick look at what's going on. No, uh, that, cool. that, that is also on brand. Drop, uh, drop just a hairball. Great. You know what? I'm going to deal with that later. <laughs> oh, boy. It's on the tiles. It's fine. Stay tuned after the podcast, the everyone, where you hear Cameron just scrubbing at a piece of carpet for about 25 minutes. No, 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 oh. no carpet. If it was carpet, I would be stopping the podcast now. Just tiles. <laughs> We can yeah, that's why, that's why that's why you man. get an outdoor rug that you put indoor like I do. So we also do all that. of the <laughs> all of the cat vomit is just easily taken care of. Ah, uh, look, it's a hairy animal. Hairballs are gonna happen. Anyway, Dave, I hope you leave all this in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Dave, you better leave all this in. I'll find you. <laughs> I've got your address. I know where you live, Dave. This is very the trending for the man really who officiated want. the wedding. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. I, I'm literally a priest, so I'm friendly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, Boys from County Hell is a tale about some boys uh, from a county which is presumably hell. 
Uh, <laughs> set in a backwater town in Northern Ireland called Six Mile Hill. And the, the main, the main cut and thrust of this story concerns, uh, partially the building of a bypass to make sure even less people drive through the town. Uh, and <laughs> the consequences of digging up, uh, digging up vampires to build roads, which is an weirdly sort of a theme in vampire media. But there's this, there's dark shadows, there's at least one or two other things where you just build a road and dig up a coffin while you're doing it. And it's like, why does this keep happening? Hey, you know the thing <laughs> that I was constantly thinking of while mm. watching this movie? Uh, mm. Rod, uh, Rod, Rawhead Rex. Mm. I don't um, think I've seen that. Oh, the... Uh, I'm familiar, but speak on why. Um, It's the... Uh, God damn it. What's a... Uh, Hellraiser guy. Oh. Yeah. Man, man. Clive Barker? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rawhead Rex is literally like, uh, we, we dig up a carn, and then this monstrous deity that is literally just like a living dick <laughs> shows up and ruins everyone's life. And I'm like, this feels like Rawhead Rex, but also um, uh, yeah. 30 Days a Night. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we are here in Six Mile Hills. Six Mile Hill, just one hill apparently, mm-hmm. which... That's a fun naming convention. Uh, down south of where I live, there's like Six Mile Creek and Twelve Mile Creek, and it's like, why are they call that? It's like, oh, that's how far they are from the closest town. But presumably, there's oh, a hill all right. within six miles. Cameron, <laughs> yeah. you live in a horror. You live oh, in a horror. Absolutely. Vicinity. Absolutely. If I drive thirty minutes, it just turns into empty fields and menacing forests. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my that's uh, just outside right here, man. Uh, and 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 fly out <laughs> to your locale so you can show me all the all the horror areas that you live I, by. I think you would like the eucalypt forest because it just feels like you're underwater because it's just a bunch of like hundred foot trees that are closely spaced together, but are like. 20-foot diameter trunks and stuff. Sir, don't hit me with a good time. Thank you very much. Diameter circumference. I get, I get my <laughs> measurements right. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, set in Six Mile Hill, our main character is Eugene Moffat, also known as Eugenie, Eugie, just whatever whatever they want to say about him, uh, <laughs> who is a young man living his... Uh, should we say stereotypical backwater town life? I yes, he's down in the pub, hanging out with his mates and not doing much else with his time. Uh, he's there with his friend Will. Uh, William Bogue, great names. I love mm-hmm. I love the Irish name. This, they're very good. Uh, just the credit uh, sequence was just a uh, a cavalcade of of wonderful names. Yes. <laughs> oh God, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he and Will are hanging out. And, uh, (laughs) 
Eugene is getting cut off despite being this pub's best customer because the best customer is actually the person who pays their tab rather than the person who has the biggest tab, uh, as Mm -hmm. is reminded by the bartender. Uh, And this pub is called The Stoker, and its sign is just a vampire. Um, (laughs) Because the backstory is because because Bram Stoker is allegedly to have written uh, Dracula in this town. Yeah, I never thought of the providence of Bram Stoker before this. Like Bram is obviously an Irish name. Yeah, but yeah, never put that. Stoker is just a job, so you know. Also. Also, I I actually really want to take a little time to mm-hmm. talk about this introductory sequence, yeah, um, yep, because it's really really good and really effective. It's shot mm-hmm. really well. Um, yes, it's a bunch of old Irish people. Uh, sorry, a bunch, and by that, oh I mean yes, two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot this was in the start because it's also halfway <laughs> through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's real like it, like don't don't touch that dial. Like uh-huh. I don't know why movies are still doing this shit, man. Like just tell your story in like linear order. We don't need this. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but but I think it's really effective because of all mm. the effects work that that goes yeah. into it. Like to invest you in this narrative and it's mm, two it elderly well. Irish people like watching TV mm. and they're just like, Oh, not it. I don't, I, you know what? I'm not going to even do it. I'm, I'm, they're just, <laughs> we're old Irish people. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm having I'm some tea, old Irish lady. And then there's a drop in her tea. And then she just starts bleeding from her eyes. Nose and basically every other and, orifice. And then her husband starts bleeding from his eyes and every yeah. orifice. And they're not concerned whatsoever because they're I'm a little Irish. confused. Yeah. It. yeah, but like all the effects work. Like when mm. the husband starts bleeding from the eyes, I'm just like terrifying. It's yeah, unsettling. I'm just yeah. like okay, so this is clearly like CGI work, but the it mm. looks so good that it is it's really real effective mm-hmm. as yeah. like practical effects, and I'm just like oh. I'm actually really sad that both of these old people are about to die. They do it a couple times with the CG, and the only thing that gives it away is they do the reaction of them touching and looking at the blood, but they never CG the blood under their hands for some weird reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little stain would have done it. But yeah, Um, it looks great, and it is really unsettling. Absolutely. Yes, Yes, because it's just Mm -hmm. like, it's it's just people, oh, Sorry, allow me to uh, Gen Z this for a moment. It's a okay. bunch of boomers not knowing what they're what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah extremely correct timeline wise. <laughs> but yeah, the blood just as rivulets, like it doesn't soak into stuff much. It just flows down them onto the floor and out through their front door. Yeah, because it's literally like being yes. drawn out of them, and they're just mm. like, I don't know what's happening, and I'm like, you're being exam- 
exactly. Wait, wait. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's you get a the real transfer. cool twist on like what vampires can do and stuff. It's, mm. it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like by, by its very presence alone. And then, you know, it does the spooky horror movie thing, the door handle move <laughs> and the door open, but we don't see what's behind it because. You know, it's literally the first 30 seconds of the film. They're not going to show the monster yet. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if they were not cowards, they would show the monster <laughs> in the first 30 seconds. We are strong proponents of show the monster immediately here at Monster Day. 100%. We know, I mean, if you're going to start your movie with the attack and not build up to mm. it, like if you're building up to it, like feather in the monster, but if you're going to start mm. with the big attack, let me see that guy. Let me see what he can yeah. do. Yeah. Um, unless you're a shark movie, and and oh, that yeah. shark movie is Jaws, yeah. then yeah. don't show the monster. Well, that is that is this fair, this vampire is not made out of uh, foam rubber that's falling apart uh, <laughs> during filming. So, sir, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? If statement? it was, this movie was spectacularly. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we have that intro, and then we we cut to uh, Eugene and William in the pub, and they see a couple of travelers, a couple of tourists, come in, and they hear because yeah, because Bram Stoker is purported to have written Dracula after visiting Six Mile Hill, because uh, very uh, very uh, on the moment for uh, our current internet uh, atmosphere, Bram Stoker is totally just a plagiarist guy. He just uh, he just visited this town and then went. Oh, you got a yeah. cool vampire story? Let me just let me just take that, make it a little more Transylvanian instead of Irish. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, keep all the Catholic stuff in there, like yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, there is there is a cairn, a nice big pile of rocks out in one of the nearby fields, with a very menacing black sort of. Uh, eroded ram skull atop it. it. It's literally <laughs> just a Baphomet skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up, hanging out up there. <laughs> Having a great time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, whatnot. Mm, mm. and yeah, this is purportedly the grave of Abertach, uh, an ancient Irish vampire. And uh, it's it's the one thing that brings people to the town because it's one of these tourist towns um, <laughs> that has the exact has exactly one thing, and everyone else just does their best to get on with their lives. I yeah. mean, um, I, I mean, Salem still exists. So. Yeah, <laughs> Salem has more interesting stuff. They made an effort with Salem to build into it. You know, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff in Salem, man. But yeah, yeah. Wait, Cameron, are you telling me that the Irish didn't put the effort in to make a thing good. Those those lazy Irish didn't spend the time to build a castle next to their vampire camp. Listen, the whole country at. is just a t- attack shelter for Apple and whatnot at this point. They really at don't need point, to do any other work. Yeah, yeah. They're they're funded for the rest of their lives. They don't have to worry about it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, for the for the cost of a six pack of beer. Uh, Eugene accosts these too, two. Man. Yeah, oh, true. It costs these uh, costs these two tourists and says, "Hey, you're here to look at the can, aren't you?" They're like, yeah, I mean, I guess. They're like, cool. You need a guide. It's like, how much? And you know, cut to walking out the field with a bunch of drinks. Uh, yeah, tells the story of Abatak. You know, 
Some say he's still down there. He had to weigh him down with stones, yada, yada, yada. The um, <laughs> Just call him horror. a all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Will, Will gets a really good monologue here. Some things are older than science. Some things are older than God. <laughs> like you can still hear him as like get the get the what get the man of the of the tourist pair to press his ear up against the cairn. Uh, at which point, big ginger beard man uh, springs around the cairn and screams at them to spook them because yeah. you got to you got to scare the tourists. Yeah, the, the hero of the narrative has arrived at least for my watch. Yeah, this character is shaped like a friend. From Leonard's perspective, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he shaped like something from my yeah. perspective. <laughs> I, I was wondering if these two Canucks were going to get, uh, like, got first, or mm. if, like, uh, she was going to be a romantic interest to the lead, or whatever, because uh, there seemed to be something happening there, or whatever. And then after this, they're just like, oh, piss off. And they just, like, left. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, All right. they're, just, right. they're just tourists. Yep. In and out of your life as fast as it can. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that the Canadians got replaced with guy with ginger beard. <laughs> yes, my watch. Mm, yeah, this. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is SP Macaulay. Uh, we never find out what SP stands for, so I'm going to assume it means literally St. Patrick or something. Um, oh, I was going to say standards and practices, but okay, here's the standards and you practices. Know what? Hey, guess what? Uh, this is a Christian show, so I won't say what I thought this piece stood for. <laughs> listen, Fair enough. listen, I'm a 40-year-old man. I don't have to pretend anymore on this No, podcast. no, that's fair, that's fair. Um, but yeah, SP is your, your stereotypical bros, bro kind of friend. Is like, I went out of town. I saw the world. It was shit. There was nothing there. So I came back home and just drinking and doing construction work all day. <laughs> yeah, that, Which, that, that's what someone who yeah. had, like, you know, a good experience leaving town says. <laughs> yeah. This dude, like, went out and was as much of a failure in the world as he was back home and just decided <laughs> to come back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Matt, I feel attacked. Thank you. Hey, Thank yo, you come on, man. <laughs> your, your town is different. Your town is like, I don't know. Uh, a country? My it town the is GDP. literally yeah, it's, a it's country. It's like the largest GDP in the world or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, cat, yeah. my town is literally a country. If, if you do that like around here, you're considered a townie and you're, you're, you're a different breed or whatever. Ooh. But like, you know, out in L.A., you know, you just stay in L.A. You, know, you could move 200 <laughs> miles and you're still in L.A. Matt, Jesus. just That's stay depressing. in L.A. Leonard. He's hard icon contact. Just stay in LA. Stay out there, man. I got a good thing going here. Don't fuck this up. (laughs) There's not room for all of us at the Forge, unfortunately. Yeah, right? (laughs) Alright. Cameron, I'm done feeling attacked from from Matt. What goes on next? Um, So, from that, you know, life continues on, as it it were. Um, Turns out that Eugene is in the process of sort of renovating slash remodeling his late mother's house, uh, which, interestingly enough, is not where his father lives. Um, not that they were separated, but I suppose it's like she kept the family house, and when she died, she passed it on to her son. 
Uh, but he's doing some renovations in the barn and is like breaking up a hole in the wall and just finds a human skull. <laughs> yeah, which like no one is phased by. Like, no, I, like, I don't know what the rules are in Australia, stuff. but mm. in the United States, if you are digging and you find a skull, uh, oops, crime scene. And uh, <laughs> and then after that, it's oops, historical site. Um, mm. And then you have to get like surveyed by all these, you know, different people before you can continue to work. Um, and to here he's fair, just like, oh, I got to bring it to the bar. To be <laughs> fair, Matt, this is Ireland. There are t- skulls all over the place. Fair. Yeah. If I find a skull here, it's within the last 200 years. Um, if they find a skull there, it's like back to like, you know. The Gauls Pre, or whatever. Pre-Roman, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, guess what? Hellblade yeah, is a game that is coming out next year. Oh, You're going to yeah. find stoles in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think similarly here, if you if you find a skull that looks that old, it's definitely, like, historical slash First Nation style site stuff. Uh, or indigenous, as we'd say here, got up being infected by so many Americanisms. Um, but this is, I think, also very accurate to the small town thing, where it's like, but if you don't tell anyone who actually has to report it to the government, is anyone going to? And the answer is no, they don't care. Right. Um, <laughs> How many corpses have we dug up to, for the, for the, for progress? Is yeah, is man. the answer. <laughs> I mean, how many cemeteries have we flooded to make dams to give drinking water to I, large cities? It's a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you move you move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. They didn't move the headstones <laughs> in a lot of cases. <laughs> they said they did. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was I was watching some stuff about that last week over in the US. It's like, yeah, uh, oh no, it was not this. It was in Wales. It was for London's drinking water. They just flooded an entire valley in Wales. Uh-huh. And like, man, mm-hmm. we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna exhume the bodies and move the headstones. And someone sent uh, a camera down on like a water drone. There's like, no, that's all still there. <laughs> Why would en- enjoy um, that corpse water? <laughs> delicious Eagle. corpse water for London. I mean, it, it, it's again, it's it's Britain. Ah. Any water on there in there is corpse water. I mean, I mean, (laughs) listen, hey, hey, listeners, I love Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) I really do. I watch the kids in the hall in the day. I love Mm. Queen Elizabeth. You're drinking corpse water if you're in London. (laughs) It's fine. It's a lot more like detached from the kind of corpse water people drink in Australia a lot, which is we have a rain catchment and we didn't put a filter in to stop cats and possums from getting into it. Um, well, well, and you also <laughs> didn't check all the mine shafts that someone also that. <laughs> we don't talk. Maybe about it does shafts. a thing like in New York City where they say like the pizza and bagels taste so good because of the water quality. Like, yeah, maybe you know that's why. Like, I don't know. All that crumpets and shit in London tastes so good is like it's just high you know all them content. all them Saxons down there just making yeah. a good brew. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, They're generations using... of beer drinkers adding uh-huh. yeast to the water supply. I was yeah. about, I was literally yeah. about to say all of that naturally occurring yeast in the mm-hmm. water supply. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. Uh, but yeah, he, he has this skull. He's like, should I talk to someone about this? Do you think it's worth any money? Will the government pay me to tear down my mother's house and turn it into a historical dig site? And the answer is a resounding no from everyone he talks to. Um, yeah. We we get a psycho shower scene because after he finds it, he goes and has a shower. And what the movie doesn't tell us is he goes to his father's house to have this shower because he still doesn't have hot water and just leaves the skull on the dining table. <laughs> and the, 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 the psycho shower scene is his father walking in. What are you doing with this? What do you put this on my table for? Just holding yeah. a human skull, which, hey, fair. Um... <laughs> this movie does like a, a really good job um uh showing and not telling um mm. in a lot of cases uh our main character is living in the house that was their mother's and yes. is sort of uh like has a relationship with his father but they're not super close yeah um it's kind of like just a working relationship at this point um yeah yeah they don't get on very well yeah so you know something happened, you know mom's out of the picture, dad's around, but mm. yeah. Yeah. Um but you know, like uh his dad is still looking out for him. First off, he's just lending him endless amounts of tools to uh use in yeah, the Yeah, if I could get a concrete mixer for the weekend, that would rule. Like Right? <laughs> There's like that, so much money that's to rent house. Yeah. Ow. Sorry, my cat just bit me. Um Stop that. Stop interrupting the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's also offering him work. He's like, hey, look, I know you're I know you're doing this, but you're not really doing much else with your time. Do you want to do some work? Because they will pay you. And uh he's he's been put in charge, his father I should say, has been put in charge of preparing the construction site for the bypass of the town. Yeah. Um which Man. Like, is what work, a position to be put in. But it's also a really shitty position because, like, ah, oh, yeah, you're you're going to be the guys who literally destroy this town. Yeah, basically. you're going to destroy all the local economy. Not only that, you're going through your best friend's family's, like, plot. You are destroying yeah. uh, their house yeah, Will's... and the only historical marker that this town has. Yeah, yeah. like, Will, Will's family owns the field with Abitax Can, and the bypass also goes straight through their house. Uh, which really sucks. Yeah, like that, wild. That kind of like, stuff is messed up. I, I feel like at least the historical site would have been preserved, maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know how they do things in Ireland. Um, um, you know, I, th- I think it's similar to the, oh, you know, there's an entire Welsh town here. It's like, it's Northern Ireland, so it's someone going, it's only the Irish, probably. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Not that important. It's Look, it's a pile of rocks in the middle of nowhere. People want to get right. to the border between Ireland and Northern Ireland. They don't want to stop in Six Mile Hill and look at a pile of rocks. So uh, right. just get rid of it, hey? Old sport, chip chip, what what? Uh, <laughs> still under the British government there. Oh um, my god, nothing is more dangerous than a uh, British person with a map and a pen. God damn it. Hey, look, Star Trek predicted a 2024 Irish reunification's coming up next That's year. That's true, you're right. It's, it's on its way. It. Here we go. Ready for ready for that. 
Um, but you know, work is work, and therefore he says yes because, hey, you know, this is happening. It's going to happen either way. Someone ought to do it. Well, someone has to do it. It might as well be me who at least gets something out of it. Uh, and you know, things start feeling a little off kilter. That night, he's back at the Stoker with Will again. Um, and things go even more off the rails when Will says, Hey, I'm leaving. You know, my, my parents are already being kicked out of the house. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to the promised land. I'm going to, going to cross the desert. I'm going to part the Pacific Ocean. Um, <laughs> and <sighs> come to Australia, land of milk, honey, and golden opportunity. Yeah, right. At least right. one of those is true. Or everyone I, has a job so, and everything is I'm so is great. glad that you're the one that said that, Cameron. <laughs> Honestly. As our um, Australian correspondent, you are hmm. the only person who is... <laughs> I'm qualified. <laughs> certified to <laughs> talk about Australian... <laughs> <laughs> you know, every now and again, I do have to do the segment where I go, "This is how it is down under," and explain something. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, this is not the case here. I will, hey, I will say, hey, there's a lot going on down here. Please remember, there are 25 million of us spread over a size over an area larger than Europe, so it's not that much going on. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not crazy. I think there's more people in Leonard City than there are in my entire state. Yes, actually, yeah, that's I- easy. Definitely. I mean, yes, yes, 100%. That Same. is, that, yeah. is a, Same, a, that is a correct statement. How many people live in LA? Because we've got like two and a half million people in my entire state, which is larger than Texas. <laughs> oh, man. Me, oh. me in the future buying land in Australia and saying it's good to um, own land. Look, when the sea level rises, a whole stretch is going to become like inhabitable. You know? Beautiful beachfront property. It's going to come up, it's going to get right to the edge of the desert, and then all mm-hmm. that water will start getting into the desert, and it'll be arable land again. It, it'll and be a the, boom. Trust and me. Then, and then the kaijus will rise, yeah. and I'll just yeah. be like, oh man... Uh, yeah, let, let me know when the land bridge comes back. Then, then, then something is going to happen. Actually, ironically, yeah. like the land bridge from Australia to North America, I'll just be like, that would be cool. <laughs> I'd be into it. <laughs> Here's the bullet train from oh, the US man. to Australia. I'm going to get to ride a bullet train next year. I'm looking forward to that, but I totally wish there were intercontinental bullet trains because that would rock so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, Will Will's leaving for Australia, and he has not told his girlfriend, who is oh, no Wikipedia. Don't reload. I need to look at the cast. No, <laughs> Claire. His girlfriend is Claire. Wikipedia. His girlfriend is Claire. Wikipedia. Uh, no, his girlfriend Claire, who also works at the Stoker, uh, he just hasn't told. He hasn't found the right moment. And, you know, uh, Eugene is good friends with Will. He's clearly also good friends with Claire. Um, as we find out, they've, they've bonded over shared parental trauma, uh, as we find out later in the movie. Um, and it, this clearly doesn't sit very well with him. But, you know, they have a bunch to drink. Uh, 
Eugene plays darts while riding SP's shoulders, uh, which is always hilarious. Somehow gets a bullseye. Uh, and eventually, time to go home, and Eugene walks Will back home through the field uh, on Will's property by Abatak's grave. And, you know, they have a bit of an argument because Eugene said, hey, it's not fair that you haven't told Claire that you're leaving. And it's implied that he's leaving, like, soon. Because his family yeah. has to be out in, like, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Will is apparently an angry drunk and just immediately turns this into a fist fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no warning. Immediate. Hey, hey, Cameron. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to be yeah. defamatory. He is yeah, Irish. Yeah. I mean... God, I didn't want to be the one to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason why I wanted to be the one to say. It. <laughs> as, as always, we'll remind you: Irish people made this movie. <laughs> I didn't make this movie. Don't look at me like that. Um, it turns into a fight, and uh, the fight ends pretty quickly. To be fair, it's a bit of shoving more than actual punching. Uh, and then Eugene shoves uh, Will, and he hits the can and just gets cut up by yeah. a big it's- chunk of rock. Bad. Yeah, a cut on his hand, cut on his side. Uh, it's not great, but it's like, it's not going to kill him. It's probably okay. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, something I forgot to mention is uh, Eugene had previously did that afternoon offered, hey, I can do some work at your house, fix up your fence because your old man's bull keeps getting out. Uh, and Chekhov's bull enters the scene. We hear, get out the field, get that. out the field. Yeah, what, they warned was the it, Canadians, was don't it go wandering around in the field. I, I honestly thought it was like a boar, and I'm like, "Oh my god, is this movie like the the boar me?" Back. No, <laughs> no. Uh, it guys, is, it have is... you guys been around a bull before? Yes, I've been. I've yeah. been in a field with cows at night and bulls, and it's not fun. Yeah, uh, um, lowing is the is what they call the noise that a bull makes, and mm. uh, when it is just you and him, it is the scariest fucking noise you've. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you can hear like, it for miles, and mm. uh, you just like you know. Wow, if I was on the other side of this little electric fence, I'd be dead right now, <laughs> man. man. Yeah. When when I was at school camp in year nine, uh, we had set our tents, and then we went and did some other activities, and then it was nine p.m. We had to get back to the tents for the night, and the easiest way to get there was going through a field. So our the person in charge of the camp you know, hired person to protect children and make sure they weren't, you know, killed or anything while out on yeah. this trip. You know, got us all to jump here. the fence and we started walking through this field and after about five oh, minutes no. someone turned around and went, Hey guys, there's like forty cows following us. <laughs> and we turned, we all turned around and there's an entire herd of cattle, including a couple of bulls it looks like. Just following yeah. at a distance of like fifty feet right at the edge of where you can see because it's like low level moonlight. And just just hear a sol- solitary, and then everyone takes a step back, and all the cows take a step forward, <laughs> and we they just do. back their way out of that field. That was the closest I've come to death, I think. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> it they, was weird. They move in like an entire, you know, an entire herd, and they're extremely mm. curious animals. So, especially oh, yeah. when it's all cows, they will just crowd up on you like crazy. Mm. They got to see lot. what's up. Yeah, it was a lot. It was freaky. Um, but yeah, this is this is a single bull. And we get we get a genuine horror movie shot where they've got a torch and they turn and you just see the bull oncoming <laughs> out of the darkness 
uh, and it gores Will and literally pins him to the can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like the, the cut before, not life-threatening, definitely not great. This is, yeah, he's dead. Like, yeah. nearly instantly. Massive the, shock. The death that so loss. many uh, Spaniards have met before him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. See, they deserved it, though. They started that one. This yeah, was just they started that entirely one. Entirely accidental. They're, they're, they're stupid little capes and their little hats. Every time I watch the running of the bulls, which I don't do on purpose, but every time a video comes up, I'm rooting for the bull. Yeah. He earned it. Let him, let him kill. Uh. Cameron, what you do yeah. in that situation is just put on Take a Bow. And watch the running of from Madonna, and and watch the running of the bulls. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Goring is Um, like a verb that like is like special for bulls. It's a thing that they can do to you. That like, yeah. Hey, Matt, it's it's terrifying. Hmm. Matt, I've been on I've been on Twitch. Goring is not a thing that is special to bulls. (laughs) Not anymore. All right. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully, their new content policy will solve that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it won't. It'll make it more hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the bull comes out of the darkness, followed quickly by George, uh, who is Will's dad, who shoots the bull with a rifle, and the bull, being hit with a gun, uh, a gun bullet, just uh, sort of turns around and wanders off. Yeah, it doesn't like, do much. Oh, yeah. you mean like a bull would do in yeah. IRL? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially where he hit him right in, the, right in like the top of the neck. It's just uh, so yeah. dense. He doesn't give a shit. That's all, that's all muscle mass and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. They, that's like, why they're uh, so good at goring. They got those neck. My muscles. uncle had a... Had, my great uncle had a dairy farm that I would spend weekends on, and he would regularly find cows that had coyote teeth lodged in their necks that the coyote would just try to get him and couldn't, and the cow would just like get out of here, and <laughs> yeah, just leave their teeth behind. It happened. Hey Matt, how many coyote teeth necklaces did you make? I should have made more. I still have a couple <laughs> kicking around, but uh, yeah. It's one of the uh, one of the perks of uh. <laughs> <laughs> living up here is getting to see crazy crap like that um but yeah this uh this bull pushes um our boy will into this cairn crushes him good um and uh he bleeds out as his father's holding him um and up until this point it's kind of been just sort of like a, a like a little bit of a melodrama this is like the first bit of action other than like that crazy opening that we had and um uh george is i don't know nobody's reacting like george is like sad you know his boy's dying in his arms but um our lead eugene uh is staring at something else which is the blood that's being absorbed into the ground into this cairn um which kind of pulls him out of the moment a little bit i don't know i think if i accidentally got my friend gored by a bull by making too much noise out in a field um I'd be having different feelings. Um, but we get a hard cut to uh, uh, the police there picking yes. up the body. Uh, William's father is the undertaker for the town. So um, that's rough. Because <laughs> he, 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 he has decided to take his own boy home, which, woof, heavy. Um, and we get introduced to uh, probably one of the best characters in this film, uh, this fucking cop. 
Um, <laughs> it's like uh, not good at his job. I, well, I don't know if he's not good at his job. Um, he's he's completely ineffective, but he has one of the funniest uh, moments later on, um, which is uh, just absolutely fantastic. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, there's a funeral. Uh, everybody's in attendance. Claire, SP, you know the whole the whole crew is there for uh, for William's funeral as uh, his father, you know, begins to bury him. Um, and then uh, is this when the boys try to go back to the bar again? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Claire has left the bar. She's like the owner is a piece of shit, and he he keeps you know mad dogging me and whatever. I don't need that. And uh, they try to go back to the bar, and they have been cut off. They're no longer allowed yep. to Stoker. Yep. They go, William killed. They're working on the bypass. They are not welcome. Mm-hmm. So so one of my favorite things, and I, I hope this doesn't sound derogatory to in you or the listeners, is like <laughs> this entire last sequence where the gore happens, the funeral happens, the cutoff from the bar happens, it feels... Mm very Edgar Wright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, specifically the character of SP feels yes. like a, what is his name? Nick Frost. He feels like yeah. a Nick yes. Frost alike. Yeah. Uh, because w- w- when we first like watched the trailer for this, my partner was like, is this just like some like knockoff Shaun of the Dead thing? And I'm like, <laughs> I think it's their own thing, but Boy, oh boy, does it feel like that. Yes. But, and, yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that, that to sound derogatory, because, like, mm. there is plenty of, like, airspace for people to take the concepts that Edgar Wright present, has presented to us right. and, and run rampant with it. And yeah. especially yeah. in, like, British, uh, Irish, Scottish, like nomenclature. Uh, it 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 really uh, Australian. Sorry, Cameron, didn't mean no, to no, exclude no. you. Uh, but no, no. like all of that, like all <laughs> of that feels like shadow. really refreshing and nice because mm. um, it's always in like these really lovely non-urban locales where all mm. this like weird nonsense is happening and i'm yeah. like no this is actually really great this is the this is the place that i want to be in a horror setting or a thriller setting or whatever and uh, mm. so I, it's always like really enjoyable for me to see a setting like this as opposed to like los angeles or new york or yeah. chicago because I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's so urban and so like gross and dirty, but this is mm. just like fresh and airy and un mm. uh, un uh, untouched. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I I think that Edgar Wrightness comes through with the um, extremely dry humor, uh, horror mm. comedy aspect. That yeah. this movie straddles between like being and not being at the same time, mm. um, but yeah, I mean the comparison is there to be made, uh, but I I think they're doing their own thing and absolutely you know yeah, 
Yeah, no, I didn't mean imitation to. Is, is is a form of flattery, right? I mean, yeah. imitation is. I mean, what is, what is the <laughs> uh, um, good artist copy great artist steal? Yeah, and, there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I don't care if anyone steals anything if it's if it's good because yeah. Yeah, as long as you make it good. That's that's the litmus test. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after this, you know, there's not much to do but go on with life. And so uh, Eugene, along with Claire and a few other people, as including his father, find themselves working on the site, preparing for the bypass uh, in George Bogue's field. And uh, we immediately have an issue, which, uh, you know, Look, Eugene, not the most well prepared person, didn't put diesel in the in the diggers the night before like he was supposed to. Thought he could just do it after the work that day. And then the second issue is uh no one wants to be the person to knock down the cairn. <laughs> Which I mean fair. You don't want to be the guy who the entire town blames for Yeah. Basically the downfall of the town. You don't want your name um, on that Wikipedia article, man. Yeah. Like that that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty rough. Uh, but Eugene is tired of having his dad look down on him for not doing the right, the quote unquote, the right thing, not being prepared, not being ambitious or willing to put in what's needed for the job. And in a, in a moment of moment of action, jumps in that excavator and just knocks the can over and nothing happens. Hooray. Yeah. It was totally fake, guys. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get on with their work day. And as they close up at night, they uh, Eugene has picked out a fellow from town named Charlie. Uh, you know, just, just a... I don't want to say a local vagrant, because he's definitely, like, about town and has lived there his entire life. But he's... Just someone who doesn't have anything else to do and it would otherwise just be drinking anyway. So why don't you watch our construction site to make sure no one messes with it? And also here's a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Keep you warm, you know? And I really like Charlie. He's that sort of stereotypical little old but not elderly Irish guy. Um, Almost like a little, an, an even smaller Tony Robinson and Irish. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh then we we remember that we're a horror movie not just a tragedy movie and uh charlie just hanging out watching the site someone comes into the trailer and we get a short scream and a splash of blood across the window because you know can was uncovered horror has to start happening now right um in the morning they can't find charlie and ominously <laughs> The can has been rebuilt exactly as it was, including with the ram skull atop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a great look. Um, and so Francie, uh, that's Eugene's dad, has to go off and take care of some stuff with the client. So Eugene and the others get to work and decide, hey, you know what? Let's just leave the can alone today. <laughs> Let's do some other <laughs> stuff while we also keep yeah. an eye out for Charlie. Yeah. Um, in the evening, Francie is very unhappy with the progress they've made because they've not knocked the can back down. They've been distracted looking for Charlie, so they're definitely 
not on schedule at this point. And uh, he says, well, you know, take Charlie home. And tomorrow we're going to have to really push to get back on track before the rest of the work team shows up in a week. And he goes, we can't find Charlie. It's like, no, it's right there. Charlie is standing in the doorway. All right. <laughs> Looking a little worse for wear. But, yeah, he uh, looks terrible. Uh, the fact that, like, Francie, <laughs> who is supposed to be in charge of this job, is just like, oh, you dumb drunk. You probably fell over and bonked your head. Like, yeah. This man is, like, openly bleeding in several places and stuff and just looks like absolute mm. shit. And, and like, yeah. there, is there no Irish OSHA? Is there no, like, ah, oh, we got to file an incident report here? Probably. Um, hey, look, again, who's going to? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's that same attitude. But, you know, it's like, he's like, you know, take him into town, get him looked at, and then go to bed and don't drink anything so you can work tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Eugene gets in the van with uh with Charlie and starts driving off and immediately just turns to check on Charlie. Charlie goes for his throat and immediately just crashes the van into one of the excavators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which man, yeah. Uh Francie pulls Eugene out of the out of the van, is like, Oh, cool, you're right, you haven't hit your head or anything. Cool, excellent, hits him on the head for you know, destroying a piece of work equipment, basically yeah. breaking the drive shaft on the digger, which is expensive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Charlie has disappeared from the inside of the van. <laughs> yeah. And no one seems to be phased by that yet. They're like, yeah. where the hell is he? You know? <laughs> uh, and then the, the floodlights start all going out one by one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, very and- good stuff. Very good stuff. Very horror. And but again, in this situation, the the characters are not necessarily scared yet. Uh Francie is angry because not only is the excavator damaged, those lights cost a lot and Yeah, those bulbs are expensive. More, those bulbs are expensive. Seems more like he's ripping out the wiring and short circuiting them rather than just turning them off. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you know, they're all band together and then um one of the Incidental, incidental construction workers who I think is Elliot or Christian, one of those. Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's yeah. In, it's the one with the throat convention. tattoo. Yeah, uh, he gets pulled into the darkness and disappears, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is always great. So we'll split up. Eugene and Claire go get the uh, go get the keys. Uh, for one of the other vehicles and get ready to get out of here. Uh, and then we got SP and Francie looking for Gabriel. They find Gabriel. Gabriel's dead, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throat slashed. <laughs> he, he, dead. Throat slashed, bleeding out on the ground. No saving that one. Um, and meanwhile, in the, in the trailer, uh, the lights are out, obviously, looking for the keys. Find them. And then Charlie is here in the trailer just completely monstrous now mm-hmm. no fangs but like covered in blood no longer speaking he was he said you know a couple of words at a time earlier yeah he's totally fairly totally given now, up yeah. that. He's, he's just mm-hmm. howling and yowling now yeah. uh and we get a pretty nasty attack sequence where uh someone uses their brains once uh when charlie hops up on top of a table to get at claire who's backed away under it eugene just tips the table over to yeah. throw him off. Uh, and they stake him. 
taken really good uh, on a construction pole. Yeah, um, like amazingly good. <laughs> it, it neatly pulls his heart out the back of his torso. Yeah, bloodlessly. Um, uh, yeah, and you know they, they run out completely freaked out uh, mm-hmm. because he gets up after this. Uh, run out yelling for Francie. Francie and Espy have been looking at Gabriel's body. They're like, he, he's attacked us. He's gone crazy. We were pretty sure he's dead, though. It's like, well, you know, he was on drugs probably or whatever. And then as he says that, Charlie just walks out with the pole still fully through him, like like eight foot of pole or something, with mm-hmm. his heart clearly visible end. on the back end of it. And like, Francis yeah, is just PCP. like, is that my new pole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be mad he's, too. Those things are those things are nice. They're expensive. Yeah, at this point, he's still doing fucking accounting for like how much this is costing him. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, man, he's totally just on drugs, guys. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. absolutely totally fine. fine. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely slowed down. Like he's not dead. He's this is not. You know, you stake the vampire, it explodes into a thousand pieces. This is you stake the vampire, and it's weakened kind mm-hmm. of territory. Um, and uh, so with uh, with some handy-dandy maneuvering, they managed to toss him into one of the one of the pits they had dug as part of the preparation for the roadworks. And then, you know, it's all good. He's, it's done. It's finished. Uh, and then he just starts pulling himself up the pole while still... Yeah, this is when they mention that he's on drugs, and he starts, yeah. like... He starts pulling the pole up, and yeah. what is it, SP? He was like, I did cocaine once. I got in five fights like and that. didn't feel a thing. He's <laughs> like, maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like that, <laughs> and like, as he's literally holding his heart in his hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, SP's got, like, a work glove on to hang on to this dude's heart. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe maybe wants the heart back. Throw it in, throw it in. They throw the heart back, and he just keeps climbing up the pole. <laughs> Jeez. Um... And I mean, the, to be the, fair, there are like mm. prion diseases that make deer act like this. Oh they're yeah, like yeah, they'll like smash their skull open and just like drown themselves and do all sorts of crazy shit. That yeah, like, how is this thing still alive? But um, that there is like a level of mechanical functionality that is like it, it's been like five minutes at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, he's yeah. not moving. He, he's, he's totally exaggerated too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No blood. Definitely nothing going on in there, but he's still moving. He's still crawling. Uh, and so Claire gets the digger, knocks the can over again, and just piles the stones on uh, mm-hmm. on Charlie to finally make him stop moving. Yeah, um, and they quiet down and stop after. Uh, yeah, he quiets down and stops after there's yeah. stones all over. Um, yeah. so, so these are these are real ass vampires in that you can't kill them, as far mm-hmm. as we can tell. Like completely Im- actually immortal but if you put enough weight on them they stop struggling and give up and right. like presumably like just blank out for a bit I-, I i hope that's the case because otherwise this is like an unthinkable fate for charlie <laughs> yeah like, yeah if, really if he's conscious like if, that sucks i was thinking about that later with with another another vampire we're gonna get to in a second but like yeah, mm. uh, I, I hope I hope this is like uh, some sort of death. Yeah, then then napping at the very least is hibernating, yeah, especially for these minor ones. Like, you know, yeah, they're not, they're not the yeah. big guy. No. Um, speaking of though, they they come to the conclusion that yeah, you have to use rocks to weigh them down and make them dormant. 
And then SP goes, which you've just pulled off Abertax Cairn. And mm-hmm. they sort of all turn to look at the spot where the Cairn once stood. <laughs> and a foot just comes up. <laughs> foot comes up. <laughs> and someone just yells, whose foot is that? <laughs> yeah. It's great, because the, the horror movie classic trope is obviously like the hand. Mm-hmm. And the, the very clear subversion of, no, the foot first. The foot first, yeah. You get more, oh, more, more power in those thighs. You can kick oh, out yeah, absolutely. a lot Strongest easier. muscles in the body. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, incidentally, I, was, I just watched something yesterday about vampire burials, which, you know, the old tradition where you put a brick in the mouth or you have them facing down when you bury them or whatever. They, they were talking about a Polish vampire burial. Like, the reason we know this is a vampire burial is because she was buried with the blade of a scythe on top of her neck. So if she tried to pull herself up, she would just instantly decapitate herself. Oh, damn. And I'm like, that goes so much harder than any other version of this I've heard of. Why don't we do this with all vampires in all fiction? Yeah, seriously. Or buried with a literal sword of Democles above you. <laughs> just put like one of those saw reverse bear trap things on them mm. and like <laughs> listen man <laughs> chill out or I'm going to push this button yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah the, the foot rises and you know everyone immediately goes you know what we, we've deluded ourselves enough with thinking this could be drugs this is, this is definitely supernatural let's just it's leave. definitely vampires yeah. Let's just go. Where can we go? Well, the closest house would be George Bogue's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so they all run over to George's house, barrel in through the door. Um, no one wipes their feet. Very rude. Uh, and and, most of them are covered in blood and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Blood, mud, earth, uh, construction equipment basically anything and everything um barrel into george's house immediately begin trying to bar the door and we get this very frantic everyone going crazy thing um and george and his wife are clearly still in the process of grieving his wife in particular is just motionless and emotionless in a chair almost yeah yeah just staring at a tv literally not great acting by the actress of this completely dead Mm -hmm. in the face yeah like yep. that's hard to do. Nothing there. Uh and everyone's freaking out about it. Uh George is unhappy with this intrusion, and particularly because everyone's just babbling about vampires and stuff. Um and eventually we get to the point of uh he he's talking to the group, but he's specifically speaking to Eugene, he's like, Now you can go sort yourselves out. Um, or you can stay and learn the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, wait, was this before or after he called the police? Um, oh, man. I'm trying to remember. I watched this literally yesterday. Um, it, yeah, so it, yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little funky here. They spend a long time in this house. Uh, yes, coming up with very weird plans. I think this is. Uh, hmm. I, I I do think he calls the police first. Yeah, uh, um, it's before so, you it's know, before uh, the gun gets pulled. So yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There we go. Uh, so yeah, you know, they're like, well, 
Abatak's not coming for us as far as we can tell. Right. So where would he go? Well, maybe he's going into town looking for, you know, either the person or the descendant of the person who originally put him in the ground, who is uh, an old chieftain named Katha. Um, and I was like, well, we've got to warn the people. So let's call the one police officer this the town has. Yeah. Which this is an extremely small town in the country experience. Um, where my wife's parents live, they have two police officers. And this has affected the culture because it means there's never any speed cameras. Because if you had one cop manning the speed camera, you'd have one person left to respond to an emergency and no one left to man the police station. So they just don't do speed cameras. Uh, And, you know, the culture of such is that you just drive whatever speed you want, which is terrifying uh, when you're (laughs) down there as a visitor. Um, But similar vibes here. They have one cop in this town. They got this one guy. And uh, so Eugene calls him up uh, and um, says, hey. This is the best joke in the entire movie. I'd I'd like to report a suspicious person. (laughs) (laughs) And the the cop is like, okay, are you at the bar? And he goes, no, I've been banned. And he goes, okay. And the cop (laughs) says, "Uh, what does this person look like? (laughs) And... (laughs) He's and and Eugene is just like I don't fucking know. Uh, tall, dark skin, <laughs> and it cuts immediately to the cop, and he goes, "Hey, whoa, we're a welcoming community. Eugene, <laughs> you can We're a welcoming. It's community. not a crime to be like that. <laughs> An extremely self-aware joke. Everyone at the table just rolling their eyes, heads and hands. It's so good. There, there's no crime about." Existing as a dark skinned person in Ireland. Right. Yeah. Now, the the way that immediately gets painted as him being like a racist dipshit is so funny. Now, it should be clear the foot that stuck out of the grave, definitely dark skinned because it's from a rotting body. (laughs) Yeah. It's very gray or black almost. Yeah. But there's like clearly a like, how do I couch this? And it just immediately went to, well, his skin was dark. So I'll just say that. No thinking, no brain behind this. Eugene doesn't mm-hmm. think things through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As, yeah, it's, it's it's good. Good horror always has that little spot of comedy. This this one has more than little spots. It's yeah. more of a horror yes. comedy than yeah. just straight horror. But this is like one of those perfect moments of release where just even in, even in universe, the characters all forget about the tensions of the moment to go, Jesus Christ, what a dumb... No. <laughs> this was a literal laugh-out-loud moment. I was I was yeah. actually laughing at this. Yeah, it was Oh, yeah, good. yeah. You, you, uh, you can't say that. You can't, you, you can't say that. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Muslim. Um, but, you know, insist that he needs, that he should go check things out just in case. Like, cool, I guess I will. Don't call me about this again. Hang <laughs> up. <laughs> um, and at, at this point, you know, they want to do something because obviously the the one police officer is not going to help in this situation. They've completely burned that bridge. So uh, they go, hey, George, can we take your van? He goes, absolutely not. Francie says, I'll drive, grabs George's keys off the table. Uh, and George pulls a gun on them. Uh, pulls, mm-hmm. pulls his bull hunting rifle. 
and makes his ultimatum uh, to Eugene, which is, Eugene, you can go or you can stay and learn the truth. And Eugene wants to learn the truth. He wants to know what's happening. And uh, this is where we get to the one of my favorite concepts of, um, do you remember the good room? There is a room in this house so nice that uh, Eugene and Will were never allowed in it. <laughs> I immediately assumed it was going to be a BDSM sex dungeon, but uh, no, George is the, is the town's undertaker and also like the funeral director. And so I believe yeah, the implication this is this is like a showing room. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that is it's, that the nomenclature? A good room is just the the parlor. Pretty much, like I my family did not have one because we're not pretentious in that way, at least. But I definitely <laughs> knew people growing up whose parents had a good room that was only for like actually respected guests. Wow. <laughs> Like the kids yeah. don't go in there. They didn't lock us out of it, but like, hey, just don't go in that room. They showed it to us so we didn't get any ideas like, oh, there's something cool in there. It's like, no, it's just a nice room that we don't want yeah. people disturbing. Right. <laughs> uh which is the the polar opposite of the disappointments room, which was a <laughs> a thing in Southern society once upon a oh, time. Boy. Hey, I'm not going to talk about it, but you should. Hey, listeners, if you want to know about disappointment rooms, just Google that, honestly. Fair enough. <laughs> Yay, education. We're learning on this podcast. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like reading Rainbow for horror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, George says, well, now you can go see the good room. And we get like the most menacing corridor walk imaginable. Like they're they're loading the tension on this, and yeah, like seriously, yeah. Um, but he opens the door to the good room, only to be greeted immediately by a cell door, like literally metal bars. Um, and the good room isn't looking so good. It's been <laughs> torn up. All the all, every single painting is tilted, and that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> part of my brain, part of my brain, very much dislikes that shot where you can see every every painting's been tilted. Not even all at the same angle; they're all tilted at different angles. You know, right. it's all the picture lights somebody got in the Bluetooth settings and changed them all to red. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, um, and in the room is Will, because Will's kind well, Will of. is dead. Yeah, but he's not that dead. No, he's undead. That is better, yeah. 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 Um, he he's he's a, a feral ghoul at this point. Um, mm. His teeth have like started hung- to sharpen. A hungry little revenant, yeah. His teeth are sharp. He has like crazy claw nails. Mm. Um, which they were just like mentioning earlier that like they wouldn't transform or whatever. Of course, he doesn't have teeth, right? That would be impossible. Well, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Like, of course, Charlie didn't have teeth. He'd been a vampire for, like, less than 24 hours. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, in Will's case, it's been, like, a week or two. Been a yeah. while. Um, So he's clearly degraded a fair bit. Uh, and, obviously, Eugene doesn't take this particularly well and walks out of the corridor shell-shocked, and everyone looks at him expectantly, and he just says, Will's in there, and... Claire runs down, and we don't see her reaction, but we just hear, 
a real gut wrenching scream. Yeah, which it's pretty bad. Yeah, Francie runs after. SP also goes to have a look, and like the movie, the movie is a horror comedy, but there are moments that feel like genuinely like tragic emotionally. Yes, like it, it, it has a lot of emotional weight to it throughout. There's certain points that are really, really good for that, and like um, it treats this with gravity. Like <laughs> when, when, when we hear Claire scream, it reminds mm. me of uh, Tony Collette in Hereditary mm. during that this, sequence, that primal, yeah, where it's just like, and and, and then ends with Tony Collette screaming, "I just want to die." I just, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't want to live anymore. I just want to die. And I'm just like, oh, that's like the most heart-wrenching thing that I've ever heard yeah. in, in all the years of my life on this planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's real rough. Uh, <laughs> everyone is real shook by this. And uh, George relates the story, which is he's the only Undertaker and, uh, like, funeral preparation guy in the area. Uh, and he also wanted to do Will's preparations himself, uh, which his wife's very unhappy about, but I, I get where he's coming from. Like, you want it to be done right. You know you're the only person local who actually knew him who can care for him properly. I understand that. But as his wife is begging him not to do this, uh, she just sees will sit up from the mortuary table. Uh, we get another really great screen there. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, cut back to George's table, like, well, obviously we couldn't leave the house after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they locked him in the good room and fed him meat, in this case, you know, a, a slaughtered calf, you know, uh, but it's not enough, not what he actually... It's not what it's not what vampires crave. Um, <laughs> this this isn't Twilight vampires where they can just eat this, any blood. This, this is also not idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, also not, not what <laughs> vampires crave. A B positive. It's what vampires crave. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they've been dealing with that on their own for like the last week and a half, which is fucked up. Um, a lot of emotional weight to it. And um, we get like that. There is a reading of this film that I think is very focused on like masculinity and male interactions with other men in society. And the film leans on this a lot with Francie particularly as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's, everyone's, you know, talking about how much they loved Will, had a good time. And all Francie can say is like, well, he had good manners when he came round. Yeah. And yeah, this, um, this, you're, yeah, yeah. I think you're right on the money with the, uh, this movie plays with like this weird, like residual toxic masculinity in a space. Mm. Um, that can only exist, like, kind of out in these rural environments these days, kind of. Yeah, um, to a degree. Because of woke. Uh, yeah. No, but... <laughs> um, but woke uh, virus got the vampires acting crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we I definitely noticed that uh, on, you know, on the watch through as well, that, mm. like, 
everything is so broy. Um, and yeah. but they want to keep each other at like an arm's distance. And yeah, saying he had good manners, and everyone's like, "We're trying to like comfort someone here. What are you doing?" Like, well, the cub had good manners. What else do you fucking expect me to say? I'm like, man, yeah, something more comforting than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in a in a display of what you know culturally for Francie especially would be like unthinkable. Uh, George completely breaks down. He doesn't know what to do, and he says as much while sobbing continuously. Right. Yeah. Um, and no one knows how to deal with this. Francie actually tries. I'll give him that. You know, pats him on the shoulder very hesitantly, says, you're all right. Yeah, you're all right, mate. Yep. Doing his best, and his best isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, everyone's like, well, this is entirely messed up. This is very fucked up. Uh, we will go save the town and circle back around. George's like, please help me deal with this. We want we want to do this right. We wanna we wanna take care of Will. Um and this is why we spend so much time in this house, because now we have to come up with an elaborate how do we get Will into a hole in the ground plan. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, George George dug a grave and couldn't go through with it. He right. tried his best and um just he just couldn't, which I mean like he literally held his son as he was dying and then thought he was going to be able to work through that by preparing for burial and instead is now looking at having to actually kill his son <laughs> to put him at put him at rest. It's the second messed film up. sets up what they're about to set up where it is again the father's responsibility to kill the son. Mm. <laughs> Every time I'm like, no, give that axe to someone else, please. Because when it when the time comes you're not gonna do it. And this movie subverts that. Oh, just yeah. a hair. Just a hair. He um, he would have totally done it. He just needed he was a little ready help to along do the way. It. And then he was ready to do it again. Uh and it didn't work out. So Yeah. Yeah. Um every everything <laughs> involving a father killing their son needs to be the story of Isaac. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> yeah. Much. yeah. Um but yeah, so they, they construct a plan wherein they wall off every other door in the corridor that leads to the good room uh, to make sure that, you know, Will doesn't get any ideas and go through different sections of the house to try and find someone to eat. Yeah, or uh, leave, yeah. Yeah, or just leave. Uh, and then Eugene goes down, riles them up a little, and unlocks the chained padlock holding the cell door closed and just sprints up the corridor with Will right behind him. Um, At the end of the corridor is... Uh, sorry, around the corner, I should say, is George with the fire axe. Uh, and the plan is literally Eugene will dive through the doorway, and as uh, Will follows him, George will just cleanly take his head off, because decapitation should work, right? Yes. What can live without uh, a head? Hey, yeah, right? <laughs> according to Bram Stoker, <laughs> decapitation yeah. should actually be the the, yeah. <laughs> the thing. Should totally do it, man. Um, but, uh, the plan is troubled somewhat by the fact that, uh, Will stops just short of the doorway, uh, just looking at, uh, Eugene, clearly, like, a little bit of instinct there going, something's not quite right about this, or part of Will going, I don't want to actually kill my best friend, 
Uh, and so Claire solves this problem by walking over into sight and just holding Eugene's hand, which, uh, really gets Will mad, sprints through the door, and, uh, right as George goes for the shot with the axe, uh, his wife shoots him in the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, uh, really. he, he was he was mid swing. He was ready for it, <laughs> mm-hmm. to his credit. Um, but she's obviously had a much harder time dealing with this, <laughs> right? And invites him right over. You know, come here. You know, pet. Yeah, pet. Uh, little, yeah. Little pet. Literally a pet name in this case. Yeah. Pet. And, um, uh, and yeah. he just eats her. <laughs> yeah. This is. Uh, this is one of those tropes that I actively dislike. Mm. Um, um, specifically uh, based on gender, where it's just like, that's my baby boy! I love him so much! Mm. Oh, you can't kill him! I'm just like, yeah. not, he's not at this point. Like, that, um, this, this is a deep cut from, like, over a decade ago. But, uh, hey, does anyone remember the beginning of um, Dead Rising? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> with the woman and her dog, Madonna, at in the mall. <laughs> and she's like, my baby, my baby, Madonna, oh, no. And she pushes <laughs> open the doors and just lets the zombies in. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I hate the, but but it's like it, dog. but it's Man. it's such like a weird sexist trope of like mm. oh man I'm a lady and I can't think rationally about any kind of situation that is endangering multiple people and I'm just like I I hate it so much because I saw so much of it in the 2010s, especially being a video game player that I'm just like, (laughs) Oh my God, this is like a nightmare that is really needs to die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know, feels like it's more here for the story convenience of we don't want to drag George around for the rest yes. of the movie as well. Yes. Um, and so everyone piles out of the house, George included, all freaking out trying to get in the van. Um, and Will is out there as well. And George shoots him twice with the rifle. It doesn't do anything. Um, and so we get the, uh, the goodbye son as he attempts to shoot himself. Only to realize that it's out of rounds. Uh, we get it. This is a horror trope I like, which is the, you forgot to save one for yourself, followed by, oh, fuck. <laughs> I act, so, 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 funny enough, I actually don't mm. like that horror trope because that's, uh, that's a horror trope that is always applied to men. Mm. Honestly, where it's just that is like, true, actually. Didn't think about that. <laughs> Where it's literally just like, oh man, everything in my life is done. My son's gone. My wife's gone. Time to end myself. And then, oh no, I, I, I don't know how to count. Like honestly, it would be like <laughs> the the wife is like, shoot him, and that yeah. fails. And then the husband's like, well. My wife is gone. My son is gone. Time to end myself. And then he's mm. out of bullets. And then it's actually tragic when the I entire mean, yeah, family is done. 
That's fair. I like I like it more as like the the slight tinge of comedy to the horror of man. I would rather avoid the terrible fate of being ripped apart. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, I've yeah. not avoided the terrible fate. Yeah, yes, but I I absolutely see that reading. That's also fair. Hey, horror movie filmmakers, start switching these tropes around gender by gender, please. A little bit, honestly, like legitimately. Yeah, like I would really appreciate that because I would like horror movies significantly more moving into the future if you did that. Fair enough. Um, But while George is busy getting eaten by William, uh, everyone else runs back into the house. Yes, which is is Uh, very funny. It's pretty great. Um, (laughs) And we quickly construct a secondary plan, um, which is the best actually. Uh, Will comes back into the house looking for something else to eat. You know you know how it is. You get hungry but you're not really sure what you want so you just go and you just look in the fridge. So he walks into the mortuary room uh, in the house and goes and checks the fridge which in this case is the, is the corpse locker. Like, ooh, yeah, there's something tasty in here. There's something under a shroud and um, goes to, like, pull the shroud off while the body sits up and it's SP hiding under the hiding under the burial shroud the wrong yeah. way round to change people's expectations. Sir, 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 <laughs> I feel attacked about my eating habits when I'm drunk and high. Thank you very much. <laughs> um but yeah, uh because hey, because this is a funerary home as well as a normal home, uh there there is a coffin here ready and waiting um so they managed to wrestle william into the coffin slam the lid down and as they are actively holding it down um sp has a nail gun yeah uh, a magical nail gun that does not require compressed air yeah um, super super nail gun yeah i lo- i love how angry you were matt <laughs> when you were talking about that i'm just like oh right <laughs> Oh, this is Matt's expertise. Yeah, I'm totally out of the moment right now. <laughs> God. Isn't that isn't a nail gun just a normal gun, but instead of a bullet it shoots a nail? Isn't okay, that that's called a ram Matthew? set and those exist and they use gunpowder to put nails through concrete. Uh but I mean, they do not look cool. like that. Hey yeah, hey, no. hey Matt, how 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 effective is a nail gun in murdering a Venezuelan spider? that has uh, mated with all of the local spiders in your town and has murdered nearly everyone. I mean, it depends on how heavily you modify it, I guess. You could remove a lot of safeties. (laughs) Maybe, like, some CO2 cartridges. You could get, like, maybe one or two good nails out of there. I don't know. Your Oxel Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman (laughs) (laughs) firing this nail gun. God, um, we, we will cover arachnophobia yeah. at some point. Yeah, on we this really definitely. Really it's been definitely. too long since I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, they're 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 wrestling the lid down and nailing it down. But uh, he's lashing out with his thumbs through the gap yeah. between the coffin and the lids. Uh, gets SP pretty good. Also gets Eugene uh, across the forearm. Uh, but they finally manage to literally nail the co- coffin shut. Uh, and uh, SP has disappeared. We follow the blood trail out to the fridge, the actual yeah. fridge. 
Oh man, I knew uh, he was done when the fridge was open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and SP has set himself up with a can of beer and the telly on George's nice couch. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, he knows he's done for, but no one else wants to accept it. But it's like, you know, tell my dad he was right. The friend says, that was like, he always said I had no ambition and I'd die on the fucking couch with a can of beer on my hand watching the telly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. At least it wasn't <laughs> a heart bad attack. Bad relationships with your fathers. And yeah, at yeah. least it's not a heart attack. You know, I got to fight a few vampires in my time. What man can say that? It's, 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 actually quite sad um yeah. for a variety of reasons but also being you know it's a bit tropey but like right after just like the the silly me. buffoonery of like hiding under a plastic sheet to mm. to ambush a vampire and staple him into a fucking coffin then we get yeah. this like extremely maudlin scene of like like paternal regret um mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> good though it was good it was very good yeah yeah man um and then you know a little bit of a little bit of liquid courage eugene takes the can of beer out of a dead man's hand and drinks it which i can't decide is metal or unhygienic um part of my brain goes <laughs> don't do that part I of my mean, brain also goes it's been like 30 seconds it's fine, beer is fine. <laughs> also also in my mind i'm just like what's the alcohol content because like if it's over 50 then you're pretty good yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah oh man oh is that a shot from production <laughs> Leonard is posting things in the chat, trying to distract I, us here. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the Jersey Devil of this episode. <laughs> oh, you lived in LA. I, I'm the mo- I'm the Mothman of this episode. <laughs> Closer. I don't know American geography. Um, yeah, uh, SP's gone, and then we have the exceedingly traumatic segment of walking the coffin out. They. It's it's a reenactment of a funeral, you know. They're yes. they're carrying the coffin. They're pallbearers, uh, just Francie, Claire, and Eugene. Now, then there were three, uh, and setting it up next to the grave, and just hearing Will continually beating on the inside of the casket, like yelling and screaming, and just completely trapped and animalistic. Uh, slide it in, pile up stones from the nearby wall, and finally. Blessedly, he falls silent because it's really bad. It is really bad. But they yeah. made a mistake, which is they didn't burn it. They just buried yeah, it. Yeah, I was saying that. Why didn't they try to burn it? Like Because, because they're Irish. Yeah. And they buried All the woods wet in Ireland. Um, and not to be not to be defamatory, not to be derogatory, the Irish will just bury the dead under a big pile of rocks whenever they have the opportunity. Yeah, it's worked for thousands of years. It keeps the wolves it? out. Hey, Cameron, <laughs> this movie is proof that that is in <laughs> fact not true. Look, if not for the invention of the uh, mechanical excavator, Abifact would never have come back. <laughs> right? Yeah. I hate. I hate your answer. You just made me snort. I hate your answer so much because it made me snort. 
Oh, we'll get into it at the end of this film when he decides uh, not to uh, take a concrete approach uh, to to the problem. Um, Man, um, this is. I, I, did we cover the important detail that rocks from any of these cans? Oh spread yeah, vampirism. Is it um, any of them, or just or just the main vampire? I can? hope it's only Apertax, but like it might be any of them. Well, even if it is just Apertax, like then the Cairn at the end of the film. Spoiler alert: uh, the good guys win, the bad guys lose. Um, yeah. Uh, he just keeps putting sharper and sharper rocks onto this fucking thing, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You're playing with yeah, make fire, con- man! Make a concrete dome, smooth yeah. that shit out." <laughs> I need no. it to be like the the Arizona. What is that? Yucca Mountain? Just like a a, a yeah. concrete pyramid that's perfectly smooth. <laughs> Gent- gentlemen, I have the yeah. I have the appropriate answer for you, mm. which is. Mm. The Nick Cage mausoleum pyramid in the uh, New Orleans uh, cemetery. Yeah, perfect. See, I have get this I guy have in the opposite, shop right away. I have the opposite of a solution to this, which is, hey, if the government got a hold of this and wanted to spread vampirism as a bioweapon, just take the body, bury it somewhere where you want to disrupt society, and then build a can of asbestos, which is a rock. True. Yeah. You're not wrong, man. Let, let those microfibers really do their magic. Um, hey, Cameron, congratulations. Yeah. You just you just uh, set up the plot for The Mummy 2019, 2018. Uh, God. <laughs> Instead right. of asbestos, it was mercury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You're right. Um... But yeah, they they've buried Will, so now it's time to save the town. Uh, because <laughs> hey, spoiler alert, town's not doing so hot. <laughs> I mean, it is Ireland. It turns out you need your Sorry, like blood Irish to live. <laughs> yeah, um, it turns out. Uh, yeah, as as we saw from the introduction, Abitak just sort of kills people by proximity. Yes. Um. It, it Which is, is wild can, that anyone could defeat this dude if he can just like oh yeah exanguinate yeah. a person just by being around them yeah, yeah. that's if, wild. if yeah. you can blood omen legacy of Kane him like <laughs> yeah. okay, what hope do you, what yeah, hope yeah. Do you have it's it's not just if you have an injury if you have an injury that starts bleeding first but if you're uninjured the weakest blood vessel just breaks yes which right. is your eyes or nose or ears or mouth usually. Uh-huh. And be other places. Um, as we we cut to the the police officer who is at home waking up for a midnight leak and getting the most disturbing possible thing oh, happening so ever, scary. which is so fucking midstream. Scary. It just switches to pure blood, and I go, yeah. man, I hope that never happens to me. Boy, I Jesus hope I Christ. ate beets last night. Um, <laughs> Cam- <laughs> otherwise, Cam- otherwise Cam- something's wrong. Cameron, Matt, here's what you need yeah. to say. This is what you need mm. to manifest in your life. You watch yeah. that and you say, not, I hope that never happens to me. You say, that will never happen to me because that is what I said when I, I watched mean, the sequence. Real scary. I, I mean, I should say that has never happened to me again. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. oh, boy. It wasn't my blood. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what? Excuse me. 
no. being bisexual, I have options, and some of the options are not particularly friendly. <laughs> continue. Yeah, continuing on. Um, the, the entire town is busy being exsanguinated, uh, including just a couple of, like, late teens, early 20s kids just hang out smoking a blunt in a back alley after one of them has had neck surgery. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I, I like oh, how no, they use no, that this, is, this dude was set up. Uh, yeah. This was the guy who was supposed to be playing football with the rest oh, of them. Yeah. But couldn't because he he got hurt and uh, mm. his replacement didn't run as well or something like that. I'm not yeah. sure what exactly it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but Avatak is just lurking in the back area of shots. Like, you never see him clearly. He's just really yeah. tall, really thin, um, and just, like, hanging out. In this case, they're like, hey, hey, you, me and her are just friends. You're not going to see anything pervert. And he's like, I just think I popped a stitch. <laughs> yeah, and he just, like, bleeds out of his neck and passes out. It's awful. Yeah. This guy is mega creepy. Like there's just people passed out on the street with literally their face in the gutter and just bleeding out of their eyes and nose directly into the sewer system. Um, it's like he's a JoJo's villain or something. It really, yeah, really is, actually. It's very <laughs> chocolate of him. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so th- this will tell you something about uh, the bleakness of the working man's life. Uh, I worked a job once that had a chart mm-hmm. Uh, near like the health and safety station um that was uh if there is blood coming from from x hole in your head um yeah when to alert a supervisor oh um so like nose and mouth God. don't worry about it you're probably fine um, <laughs> um eyes um... eyes less of a problem but still probably a problem probably should talk to your supervisor um if blood is coming out of your ears, you need to go see a doctor right away. Just just some FYI information for everybody out there. Um, ears is the worst, apparently. Hey, so. yes, yeah. sir, sir, no, you're incorrect. Because they only talked about the upper orifices. If yeah. you're bleeding, listen, listen. Hey, listeners, <laughs> listeners, viewers, <laughs> listeners. If you're bleeding out of your anus at any point in your life, go to a doctor. Like, yeah, unironically, yeah, like, do it right now. I mean, I, I will say, if you're bleeding out of any facial orifice, uh-huh. with no explanation. Like, if you don't have a cut in your mouth, or you don't have, like, you haven't just sneezed to initiate a nosebleed, at the very least, keep a close eye on it. If it's mm-hmm. your eyes or ears, do go to a doctor. Please. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, this was definitely like a, please don't make it like, our problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, and, like, and immediately, though, not a... Mm-hmm. There's, there shouldn't be a time limit on bleeding from the eyes before you go see a physician. <laughs> yeah. No, wait till the end of your shift until you're clocked out, and then go to an urgent care that you can't afford so you don't get covered by workman's comp. That, hey, that's Jesus the rule. Christ. Hey, Matt, did you used to work for Waylon Utani at some point? <laughs> hey, turns out like, most companies are like Waylon Utani. Um, <laughs> yeah. The future is here, and it's real, and it sucks. Man, that's wild. Yeah. Well, if I had a headache to work, they just let me take Nurofen from the cabinet. <laughs> I, liter- I literally woke up on Tuesday last week, and I was like, I don't feel like going to the office. And I'm like, I'm sick. I'm going to use my health time. Yeah. 
That's what it's for. <laughs> Remember, kids, uh, sick days are for mental sickness as well as physical illness, if you can spare yeah. them. Yeah. Hey, take just, your leave. And just you hope that it. Beverly Crusher is there to take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if stands in chat, great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, you mean um, Lady Bones? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, yeah, Cameron. Yeah, you mean Lady yeah. Bones? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, fair, um, fair, 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 fair. All right, anyway. Yeah, so we're in town. Shit's fucked. Um, they go straight to Claire's uh, mother's house. Uh, and this, this, is, this is where we get a bit more on, like, uh, why Claire and Eugene have a have a deeper emotional connection than just we hang out which is uh eugene's mother died of an apparent suicide um yeah the implication is she she had a cut on her hand wrist slash arm and was found just bled out uh and uh, i don't think it's specified exactly what happened but claire's father died when she was younger as well Oh, chainsaw accident. She, she. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, he was using a chainsaw out. and just yeah. literally lopped his leg off or something. Yeah, cut into himself. This is why. So yeah, there's, uh, there are like special Kevlar chaps you wear that have like strands in them. Oh, so if man. your chainsaw nicks them, um, all the get strands get bound up. up in your chainsaw and it stalls yeah. it out before it can cut you. Because uh, your femoral yeah. artery is right mm. there, so you yeah. gotta be really oh, careful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Um. You think there was ever a cowboy that wore assless Kevlar chap? Can we get that in fiction, dude? There's like guys around here that do that. That's it's, it's reality. You just you need to go to the right Vermont bars. That's all. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> so, and hey, Ned Kelly would have done a lot better if he had uh, Kevlar instead of yeah. plowshare plate. Yeah, <sighs> but um, <laughs> a hero, Ned Kelly. He's everyone's hero. God bless him. Love that guy. Great bit. Um, awesome helmet. Yeah, but uh, they 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 stop by Claire's mom's place, uh, and her mother and stepfather are both still alive, sort of just. Uh, they're bleeding <laughs> out just in bed, which is horrific in its own right, but sort of is the nicer side. Of, like, there's people who clearly knew what was going on. Like, yeah, they, they realize they're bleeding with, out. Like, a pint glass in his hand. Like, there are, like, yeah. way worse places to be right now. <laughs> yeah, whereas these people didn't even wake up. They were yep. just already unconscious and just slipped deeper. I'm like, I hope that's how it happens for me. Mm-hmm. That would be the best way to go. Um, Fall asleep and all my blood comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, th- there's way worse ways than falling asleep and having all your blood come out while you're unconscious. <laughs> I have I've never heard someone um <laughs> express uh Guillermo de Toro's um directorial oeuvre more than <laughs> I wanna fall asleep and have all my blood come out like yeah. Matt did. Just, That's it, it really is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you put it in plain terms, Man. it sounds very funny, but yeah, yeah. Um, and I love how like Claire is like, "Mom, I'm gonna get you out of here. I'm gonna save you, Jamie. Whatever, man. I'll be back for you later. I guess if I can. Yeah, she's like, can. I'll come get you if I can. I like, hey, you've got your priorities straight. He's he's nice for your mother. You might not like him all that much personally. 
Man, you're my stepdad, Everyone but you're never the stepped up. So listen, man, yeah. you, you take care of this on your own. It's Everyone, literally knows. it's yeah. literally the romantic versus the pragmatist in mm-hmm. these two yep. situations. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, right yeah, before wild, this, they mm-hmm. they come into town on like a bucket loader. Yeah, which yeah, in like bulldozer. for a second, I thought it was going to be construction equipment versus Dracula, which oh, is a man. movie I would watch one hundred times over. Absolutely, um, and no, we never that never happens. And Unfortunately, I was really bummed. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, they they also realize that all the blood is going somewhere. Which is important note, actually. He's been exsanguinating people by proximity, but the blood is not going directly to his body. He's, like, set a path for it to go to a particular spot, which mm-hmm. implies a level of control that is pretty disconcerting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And yeah, I love how um, none of it's explained. Like, they, they don't no, say, don't. oh, he's the spawn of Satan. They don't say, oh, it's a virus. They don't say this. They don't say that. It's just. Yeah, yeah. He's literally, an, he's an old vampire. <laughs> yeah. He can just do what this else do you stuff. Need to know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they, you know, they go, well, all the blood's going to one place. We could try and follow, but we'd have to go through the sewers, which wouldn't work out so hard. Uh, we don't have improbably large sewers. This is the real world. Um, but he's got to have a lair somewhere where all this blood is going to. And Eugene flashes back to the pile of human bones and remains he found <laughs> in the basement of his barn and goes, ah, that's probably it, huh? I remember we <laughs> set up for this earlier. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing. Um, generational Irish house on Irish vampire land with a, with a basement full of bones. That's probably a vampire lair. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So while Claire takes the takes the um what do you call it a bucket loader? Yeah, it's like a front end loader, terms. bucket loader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, wait, it doesn't have a fun Australian name. Is it called like a a, a chap whooper or something? We we just it's sort of catch all under bulldozer until you get to the correct size category where the tires are taller than a man, and then it becomes a mining rig. Oh, okay. It's not like a bendy lower or something fun. No, oh. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure the people who do FIFO have some interesting name for it, but uh, I don't associate with them. So, oh, all right. Well, you know, <laughs> each his own. I they suppose. earn too much money for me to to be their friend. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so Claire goes off in the bucket loader with her mother in the in the literal scoop. Yeah, <laughs> literally scoops up her mom and is like, "Let's go, let's let's get out of, let's literally drive as far as we can to see if we can just hit a distance barrier on this blood curse." Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's like Dark Souls enemy AI. If you just run far enough away, eventually they'll stop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you gotta like get them to the end of their tether, and then you know wait for them to turn mm. back. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah blood you, tether. You ran. You right. you you. It's an AOE attack. To, you drove drove <laughs> back to Firelink, and so the the undead bird <laughs> hollows went back yeah. to where they belong. Well, yeah. um, they, yeah. they've already made a construction equipment Dark Souls, and it's called Armored Core. So that is uh, true. <laughs> That's very much so. I've got to finish that. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I know. I know. Um. And meanwhile, uh, Francie and Eugene run off to Eugene's mother's house. 
because hey, guess what? This is where Irish Dracula hangs out. Turns out, um, he was absolutely on the money, one hundred percent correct guess. They don't immediately go to the lair in the barn; they just go into the house itself, sort of hunting around to see where he's at. Um, they have they have the axe, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, not much else to work with here. Um, yeah. They they head upstairs. They have a little genuine bonding moment, um, which is nice. Where you know, um, Francie admits he's just he just wishes he could stop being angry at her for dying, basically. <laughs> which you know, a lot of complicated emotions surrounding grief and the death of a loved one. I totally get it. Um, and um, Eugene goes for a hug, and his father immediately hits him in the chest. And goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Irish. Francie. Oh, Francie. <laughs> oh, oh the Irish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's at this point where we notice a, a family cross stitch on the wall, which has a coat of arms and just a cotton. Um, because that was his mother's maiden name, Eugene's mother's maiden name. And uh, yeah, it turns out he's a direct descendant of the person who put Abitak in the ground in the first place. Yeah. Time for a showdown. Um, instantly, hey, vampire's downstairs. Let's just sneak into this old, unused bedroom. And um, this might be my favorite moment of the film, is they're like waiting, crouched behind the door, just peeking out, and Francie goes, oh, God, what's that? Uh, Eugene turns around to look, and Francie just immediately clocks him. him in the jaw, knocks him straight out. <laughs> I, I really like the two of these guys like waiting around the door like for something mm. and it just it goes on like a beat or two too long and you just see Francie yeah. get like visibly bored. <laughs> Very charming. It told you everything you know about you need to know about this guy. I mean that you didn't already know at this point. It's yeah. just like oh yeah. it's taking forever. God Yeah. Um yeah knocks his son out, drags him to the corner and puts a sheet over him. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. cool, I'm going to go take care of the vampire now <laughs> that my son won't be involved. It's a terribly dangerous thing. And goes, and uh, we get our first actual look at Abitak. Uh He is like seven and a half feet tall. Yeah. Completely decayed. He, he's like a Draugr from Skyrim almost. He is, yeah. <laughs> um, Fire has, red hair. Yeah. Yeah. He's got these big buck teeth, but all the teeth are like uh, reptile cone shaped teeth. He's, he's got a real bad smile. Um, yeah, surprise. A very British smile. Yeah. No, surprise. Yeah. The Irish vampire is actually Scottish. I mean, <laughs> oh no. A little bit. He's a redhead, though. He's got that going for him. Uh, yeah, that's why I said the Irish vampire is uh, actually Scottish. You know what he looks Irish like? Irish people can have red hair. He looks like those those guys that um they like find in peat bogs every once in a while or whatever. Yeah. I you know that are like oh, totally preserved. Yeah. My, my favorite guys in the universe, the the, the peat bog man that yeah, is occasionally cool. dredged up. That it happens weird. more than you think. Listen, Which, I mean, <laughs> would this would this technically make him not only a vampire but also a mummy? Because that's often yeah. referred to as mummification. Sir, he is preserved. Sir, yeah. yeah, Cameron, you need yeah. to stop. Trying to revive the dark universe, Universal's dark, the dark universe. universe. I wish the dark universe was working because I really wanted to work. I mean, and if he was in a bog, he's technically also the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, so. I know. Yeah. You need yeah. to stop, oh, everyone. Man. Oh, all of you need to stop. 
you're going to give universal ideas and they're going to make some more bad movies, which I will watch on streaming services, <laughs> not in theaters, but on streaming Man. services. Yeah. yeah, you tell me you wouldn't watch a movie where Benicio Del Toro goes fishing and bites the creature from the Black Lagoon by accident. Give me more man. mummy trailers where the audio is not there except for Tom Cruise's yelling. Um, sirs, <laughs> sirs, yes, sirs. Yes. Okay, I feel fine. attacked, and you both need to stop. Thank you very much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but uh, you know, I will give this for Francie. He puts his money where his mouth is. He said decapitation should work, and he just <laughs> immediately decapitates oh, Abitur. Yeah. He does the job like a workman-like. Like he, this yeah. is you know, he swings one of these every day. You know, so he's yeah. just like, yeah, he's no, strong, I did it. He knows what he's doing. Uh, immediately decapitates the vampire. Decapitates the vampire. Goes all right, job's done. Drops the axe. Goes to check on Eugene. Yeah, uh, really. Is, like no follow up on him. that. No throwing the yeah. head out the window. Nothing. Nah. Yeah. No, and we get we get the great. This is a very thing style shot where he shakes Eugene mm-hmm. awake, and we are focused on Francie's face. But in the background, we can just <laughs> see the head creeping back towards the body. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's real good. It's real. Love good. that kind of thing. It's pretty great. It's um, very but, like, funny, and mm, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we've done the unthinkable, which <laughs> is um, that hey. Vampire movies, I do have an issue with all of you except Underworld, which is Underworld understands that the best use of a vampire's increased strength and reflexes is to wield a weapon more effectively. Uh, but vampire movies just go, no, they've got their claws and their teeth. They're supernaturally strong. That's all they need. I'm like, no, give the vampire an axe or a mace, something yeah. with a lot of mass behind it that normally can't be swung quickly, and let them go to town. Um <laughs> You and I are clearly, you are clearly pro-vampire. Uh, you're clearly mm. pro-Bill uh, Nighy. Uh, I'm very pro-Bill Nighy. And I am clearly <laughs> pro-sexy uh, werewolves, who are sexy werewolves. I mean, werewolves. that's also, hey, that's also very fair. <laughs> um, but... Like, hey, like, last year, this is this is an aside, I'm a Warhammer nerd. Last year, Games Workshop released a vampire mini who had a big mace, and everyone went, oh, it doesn't fit the aesthetic. Why would a vampire have a big mace? Why not because give him a sword or something? No, no, it was like a, a skinny lady vampire in plate, oh, and everyone goes, okay. it looks so unrealistic. I'm like, no, she's a vampire. She's so like she's, 15 times stronger than right, a person. Give right, her a mace. Right, yeah. It makes so much sense. Right. <laughs> I'm like... Crush everything. Then the, then they re-released the, that variant where it's just a dude with a big broad I chest. I mean, they did, like, they, did, <laughs> they did immediately release a, a, like a much taller, broad-shouldered vampire man with a mace on the end of a giant stick. And I went, that's also very good. <laughs> Keep giving vampires blunt weapons, please. <laughs> immense, immense strength can be amplified with the use of a lever. Yes. Uh, as part immense... of this speech, I present, I present Exhibit A. Francie's leg has a giant hole in it now with his bones sticking out because the vampire has an axe, yeah. which is so much more threatening. <laughs> and, like, didn't even use the business end of the axe. Use the other end of the axe just because it doesn't care. It just used the blunt yeah. side of the axe and like broke his just leg in half. open his shin. Oh, my yeah. God. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, hey, uh, physicians tips again. Kids, if you can see the bone outside the skin, that's bad. Yeah, put a bandaid on that. Yeah, the, the ABCs of medicine. A bone coming through the skin is very bad. Um, <laughs> Don't follow Matt's advice. Don't just put a bandaid on it. This isn't the real Ghostbusters. Just finish no, your shift. No. Put a bandaid on it, finish your shift, and then you can go to an urgent care, all right? <laughs> just didn't Jesus have it on a work property. Um, yeah, look, admittedly, another, another point in Francie's favor. Um, he is able to, with assistance, limp away while this badly injured. That is a stronger man than I will ever be. <laughs> yeah, you would like be gone from shock. Uh, I, I would, thing. if I wasn't gone from shock, I would just end it myself. I think at that point, it's pretty bad. I'm yeah. like a horse. If my if my legs damage beyond repair, just put me down. <laughs> I'll never just run again. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Destroyed right on the track. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm just look, tying my horse... shoe. No, 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 no. Yeah, the horse racing would have a lot more of my respect if every time that happened, they would have a cookout afterwards. But they don't. Um, it's very wasteful and it's America uh, and terrible industry. Meat laws just get in the way of everything. Man, who remembers that uh, that episode in Britain a couple years back? Yeah. Where the... The issue was not that the horse meat was in the hamburgers. It was just that no one knew the horse meat was in the hamburgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Listen, I'm not opposed to eating horse meat, but... If, I, I have eaten horse. Good. You, not, you need to bad. tell me yeah. that I'm eating horse meat so I can align my, my mind to the fact that I'm eating horse meat. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to enjoy a dish properly, you have to know what you're eating so you're prepared for the the for sure, decay yeah. of flavors and sensation. Why I'm very annoyed when I try to order something off a menu and they tell me they're out of that and there's nothing similar, and I go, I guess I'm not eating now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never had that experience when I couldn't get horse meat, Cameron, to be perfectly honest. It's a difficult life, Leonard. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I have a very different perspective. I was I was the only person in my forensics class who didn't go off red meat after the Greyhound semester. So take from that what you will. Cowards! All of them were cowards. They were. They all felt weird because after three weeks of preservation, the dog meat looked like a well done steak, and I went, I don't care. I just did two hours in the lab. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get a steak sandwich. Good on you, Cameron. You're the only person who in that class that wasn't a big coward. I am I am the least perturbed by uh, gore and otherwise internal viscera of the people I knew from university. Uh, look, do I have terrible mental issues? Yes. Are they related to the fact of, like, insides existing? No, that's fine. Whatever. No, the answer is the yes. Only... The answer is also yes. I'm the only person my podiatrist has ever treated who's enjoyed toe surgery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this yeah. up, boys. Yeah, too close to home. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we throw we throw Francie down the debris chute uh, because they're doing a house renovation. They've got that, that 
slip and slide for all the rubbish from the top floor uh-huh. to get it down to the I bottom floor. And so we throw a severely trash. injured old man down this chute. As yeah. you should. Oh, yeah. Dude, As no, every time I've intended. ever been in a place that has had one of those set up, I'm just like, what if I just jumped in that fucking thing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, hey. Uh, they um, usually don't curve gently like a slide. They're usually just no, a straight they drop. they usually straight down. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once upon a time, the Inuits used to send their elderly on an iceberg God. into the ocean. The yeah. Irish shoved them down a chute yeah. into the basement. There's, there's, there's two the ways same. you can go at, yeah. at the end of life care is either getting put in a bed and all your blood falls out, or you get thrown in the garbage chute. Oh, man. That's, that, yeah. The Emerald Island Island really takes care uh, (laughs) of its aging population. Yes. Uh. (laughs) Oh, and the third option is they just bury you in rubble. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I guess there's there's a quiet dignity in that. (laughs) (laughs) Say it's like falling asleep. Oh man! All right, Cameron, bring us to this final confrontation. <laughs> yeah, um, we're losing it so hard. This has, been, this has been somewhat of a delaying action because the sun's about to come up, guys. Yeah, and uh, as we all know, vampires destroyed by sunlight. So uh, Francie and Eugene limp out to the barn, and the sun crests over the horizon um, as they're sitting down in the the under undercroft of the barn, uh, and we see Abatak silhouetted as the sun rises behind him and nothing happened because in bram stoker's dracula nothing is said about sunlight killing or even hurting vampires dracula is slightly less strong and fast in the daylight and that's it um that was an addition from the film nosferatu uh which hey there's a nosferatu Remake reboot coming yeah. out of the twenty twenty five. The last uh thing of the Demeter. No, 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 uh, no. that's already out. There's an actual Nosferatu oh. titled that coming oh. out next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exciting. it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks like it might actually be quite good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an addition from Nosferatu, not from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, Abatak doesn't care about the sunlight. And so uh, he gets down into the bottom of the barn with them, starts stalking around, hitting things with an axe. Uh, They have to quickly come up with a plan, which is they need to stake him to slow him down and then get a bunch of rocks on him. They've got a bunch of rocks, but they don't have any sharp objects. And then Francie looks down and points at the shard of bone jutting out of his shin and goes, how about that? I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, I know. This, this is the most improbable thing ever, and it's just... Uh. I'm, kind of not, I'm kind of not mad at it, though. Oh, I 100% love it as a choice, especially it, for the tone of this film. Very yes. funny. It's incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just also like, man, this better. this will either irrevocably ruin or forever repair this father-son relationship. We find out which, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, look, it takes a lot of trust and, like, emotional value to let someone tear your leg off to kill a vampire with uh-huh. it. Um, and that's what happens. Eugene gets gets a good position, grabs his dad's foot, his dad braces himself, and they pull that thing straight off. 
He was um, walking. He was hobbling around on this thing, so it wasn't oh, yeah. just like a couple pieces of sinew hanging on. Oh like, no, there, there, there was, was full muscle. Attachment a lot of leg left on. that they did not cut off, and he just like nope. hooked it off of him. Like, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, <laughs> woof, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the limp for the rest of your life, Dad. Yeah, really, the limp. Enjoy the peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> that was being optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but pretty cool thing. Uh, so yeah, Abatak yeah. lunges for Eugene, and Eugene just twirls around, jams this this leg straight into his heart. Um, you know, hey, hey, call back to Abatak sticking his foot out first, I guess. Um, <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> uh, but that slows him down. They're able to push him down, and they just pile a bunch of loose, like concrete and tiling chunks. Onto him, <laughs> and today is saved. He stops moving eventually. <laughs> they did. They do really. They really do defeat the vampire like an episode of the Powerpuff Girls. Honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but you know, we then cut to three months later. Um, Claire and Eugene are hanging out in the boat in the Stoker. You know, uh, Claire is leaving for Australia now. She's going to the promised land. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's going to make it. There's, you know, a little bit of. It feels almost like a the loose end of either romantic tension or that grief of friendship when you're not going to see someone for a long time. It's left up to interpretation. But she goes off on a merry way, and uh, Eugene heads back to his mother's house to find Francie has finished restoring the living room and is just going around on his peg leg. Uh, but like the the emotional bond between them is clearly like restored. Yes, they're they're much more like casual and close with each other, and much happier in general. Um, it's a real nice round out to the film as he just takes a bunch of stuff from the old fireplace and goes and adds it to the can down in the barn. Yeah, and sharp this is where, yeah, ceramic concrete tile. Solution. Uh, concrete solution. Do it. Yeah, yeah. He, he that entire basement of that barn should be filled to the top with concrete. But no, sharp <laughs> ceramic tile that could cut anyone who just gently grazed by it. I just yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, well. But right as before... you can notice. When he closes the barn, it is now filled with sharp farm implements. Yeah. So they'll yeah. never be without something that they need. <laughs> and, 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 uh, to, and to be fair with the Karn, at least, like when everyone's about to die, when everyone has died and is about to die, you go down there with like some really fine grain sandpaper and you, you just... Sandpaper off just all those sand sharp can down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just polished, perfect dome. Uh, that was for you, Matt. That was yeah. that was a deep cut specifically for you, yeah. metal worker, Matt. <laughs> my buddy, <laughs> yeah. my pal. <laughs> <laughs> you want to use a diamond wheel on like a four and a half inch grinder? Are you going to um, use a diamond wheel on that entire car, Matt? <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It lasts a long time. Yeah. If you get like one of those seven and a half inch cup wheels, you could you could do some real work on there. Yeah. <laughs> making a YouTube video. Ah, making sure <laughs> yeah. this vampire doesn't get out. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, that's that's Boys from County Hell. Uh, I really like this version of a vampire. It's very cool. I always love it when, like, not only are the tropes subverted, but people are assuming the other trope is going to happen and it doesn't. I, <laughs> I'm i a sucker for that in movies. It's just like, oh, this is going to happen. And they're like, well, well, fuck, now what? And it's just like a totally different thing. Um, yeah. And then people being genre aware. I hate a vampire film while everyone has never even heard of a vampire before or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, that shit sucks. Yeah. No, they know what's up. They just have the modern version of vampirism in their head, which is off from the reality of vampires, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it was like a good horror movie because it was like modern, but out of time. Like no one had a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it just like it felt like it was, it was mm. very in the moment. It didn't need all that other stuff. Yeah. 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 You're right, Matt. It is the Lemony Snicket's of vampire movies. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, boys from County Hell, thank you for listening. Uh, is there anything else, lads, or are we finishing up? I'm good. I, I think that's the film. We have. I recommend. I'd recommend this yeah. one. It was a fun yeah, watch. It's, it's also like a tight 90 minutes, so it doesn't overstay yeah. its welcome, yes. which is it's always, always yeah, so good. You, yeah, there's no like, there's no part where it really sags at all. And uh, mm. if you have Shutter, it's free. So go for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's yeah, no... Right, of course. There's no part <laughs> in this movie where Christopher Nolan shoots a vampire exploding into a nuclear blast for 15 <laughs> fucking minutes. Uh... And, I must uh, have missed Oppenheimer. That's, that's the Blade that 4 reference. we never got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Someday. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you guys know where to find us on Blue Sky and other parts of the internet. Mm-hmm. We go by the same names basically everywhere. You know what's up. Uh, thank you for listening. Next week, final episode of the year. We are covering Godzilla minus one. I know I said it last episode, but go find a way to watch this movie. Yep. It's worth watching. Don't listen to our discussion of it without watching it. (laughs) No, listen to it. Even if you haven't watched it. And after you listen to it, go watch it. If you can, Cameron, you're very bad at this. You're very terrible. I don't know how to promote work. No, they just need to download it. So just download it, and uh, yeah, we're good. No, Matt, we're don't, good. don't, you wouldn't steal a car, Matt. You wouldn't rob a bank, Matt. Hey. You, you don't know what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a desperate man. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. We're out. Yeah, get in bed, um, and uh, I hope your blood doesn't all fall out. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah, keep the blood in. Yes. If your bleeding's internal, that's where it's meant to be. Right. Goodbye, exactly. everybody. Bye. <laughs> Good night. Monster Dear Monster is brought to you by Fireheart Media. If you enjoyed the show, please share this and all of our episodes with friends. And remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Word of mouth is the only way we grow. If you like You can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. 
check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.